everyone. Welcome to the Dishes and Dimes podcast presented by BasketballNews.com. It is your host today, Yasmin. Um, I feel like I haven't been on the pod in a few weeks <laughs> now. Um, and I am joined by Noor. Noor, how are you? I feel like we're always recording together. You, Katie, and I'm <laughs> always recording with. I was going to say, you said that you feel like you haven't been on in a couple of weeks. I feel like I've been on constantly. Like yeah. all the people here is just me. And they're probably like, me. I heard. They're like, I pro- I heard it's a village, but like, I just hear that one girl. <laughs> I love that. No, I that was me throughout March. On March, I'm pretty sure I was in like four consecutive episodes or something. And I'm like, yeah, they're sick of me. Let me just ghost for like four yeah. weeks. <laughs> let me make them miss me. Let, let the heart grow fonder. I get it. Yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. you're doing. So, um, I feel like not much to discuss with the Raptors. I feel like people have accepted that this season is going to be pretty uneventful or if it is an event, if it is eventful, it's not like good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the good kind of event, but, um, I feel as though, um, a lot of players have come back for a few teams throughout the league. So there are things that are happening. The, um, Suns have secured a playoff spot. Um, not only that, but I'm not sure what it is today, but when they did secure the spot, I believe it was yesterday, they um, had the best record in the league, I believe, which is absolutely insane. Um, I feel like it, what? I, mean, I feel like it's a I feel like it's a fever dream what the Suns are doing this season. Um, kudos to them, man. I can't help but uh, I think feel our good loss to our loss to Utah last night made Utah number one again. But had we somehow beat Utah last night. Yeah, Phoenix would have been number Utah, one in the league. Like, you say Utah like Utah Watanabe? <laughs> oh, <really>? Utah. <laughs> I love that. I just don't um, recognize them. It's like that, uh, what's, what's that basketball player's name? The one who roasts on Utah constantly. Ah, oh, I'm going to find it. A he's player? A, he's a player, yeah. Oh my God. The way that he clowns Utah on in, on Twitter. Oh is yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. Oh crap, his name like escapes me, but I know exactly what you're talking. You're like, he makes fun of like, what is it? Their Wi-Fi or some shit. <laughs> He's like, I feel so bad making fun of Utah, but you know, oh, Vernon Maxwell. Yes, yes, Vernon yes. Maxwell. He goes, I feel so bad. I'd like to apologize to the two Utah jazz fans that were offended by my tweets. If I knew you guys had internet in Utah, I would have never made those tweets. <laughs> and everything he that. says is just Utah. And I'm like, that's the only uh, recollection I have of Utah. But um. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, number one in the league, Phoenix Suns. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, can, I can't Eric help but feel good for um that fan base because when you see like the team make that leap from like um just like not putting it together, and then it's very sudden when a team is suddenly good. It feels like it happens like over the course of a season. Like I remember with the Raptors, I remember even with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, when the Raptors faced them in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals 2018-2019, um, that was a very drastic, uh, that was a, like a very sudden flip into becoming like a contender status team. It, it happens, it feels like overnight, things just click. Literally. Um, you know, you have to have like some continuity, which they do with um, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Um and then you have to have those pieces that come in and, you know, the right coaching and then the right formula. And it just, it's coming together for them. And they're like legitimately good. Um, they have a score in Devin. They have a championship caliber point guard. They have the wing defend the wing defenders, you know, necessary to compete at a high level, um, which is great. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was a pretty big thing that happened this week. And also, you had KD come back, Kawhi come back, LeBron come back, um, which is great. Jesus. Uh, yeah, a lot of players, a lot of players. It's, it's, it's as if um, like Adam Silver like pro- set an, sent an <laughs> alert or something and said, you guys got to get back in. Uh, viewership is down. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is last plug. Yeah, it, all of them just came along. Um, LeBron came back. They lost. The Lakers lost. Uh, the Raptors are facing the Lakers as we speak. Um, the game is literally on in front of me. Um, the pace is I'm not, anxiety inducing. I'm proud of you. I'm not putting myself through that. Stanley Johnson North. is supposed to be defending LeBron tonight. I'm not doing that to myself. That's not yeah. happening. I'm on Uber yeah. Eats as we speak, actually. I'm going to have myself a nice night. And I was going to say um, about the Phoenix Suns too. Like, I know Aaron Bates fan club is punching the air right now. <laughs> he is so oh unhappy. Oh my God. He oh leaves God. there to come here and now wear lottery. Yeah, I never <laughs> like, thought of that. That's hilarious. Right? <laughs> like, I wonder if they're the, the bad luck, if they're like bad karma for us, but whatever the case is, Actually, I'm super. Yeah, yeah that right? makes sense. The um, whole time, who I've, the whole time when he was with the Suns, right? They didn't do anything. They didn't make a dent in the, in the Western Conference. And now they're, they're legitimately like about to be number one um, going against uh, the Jazz. But I'm, the person I'm happiest for most is 100,000% Chris Paul. If anyone deserves it right now, it's him. Um, you know, he's had his ample opportunities to be able to get where he is and hopefully push to where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, like, I feel like this is, this might be different. This is like his actual team now. He, um, he's grown. He understands his role. And then the way that he can guide Booker as well as the other team who are youngins with his veteran experience, um, mm-hmm. that's going to take them very, very far. And this Booker is like freaking phenomenal. He's a, a volume shooter for a reason. And now he's got the best playmaker in the league helping him out. Yes. It's a disaster for everybody else. Um, yeah, it's just it, everyone would say, you know, we want to see uh, Chris Paul win a ring, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, I think people, I, I think we just want to see Chris Paul maximize, like used to the mm-hmm. best of his abilities, which I think is like the most important thing because, you know, a ring is not guaranteed. We know that. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. I thought I cut out there. My my headphones are um, iffy. But anyways, um, yeah, I just I'm, I'm glad to see him um, being used at his best because we see it with uh, Kyle Lowry this season where um, he's not in the situation where we're seeing him, um, you know, use every skill that he's acquired over the years and just, you know, pull out, you know, uh, reach into that bag every single night like he used to. Um, and it's like kind of depressing because you want to see that sort of person in their, um, you know, their twilight years towards the end of their career, um, being able to play at the highest level they can, you know, that their body can um, sustain right now. So that's awesome to see. Um, Kevin Durant is back for the Brooklyn Nets. And it's funny because I feel like every time a a player comes back for the Nets, one is out. (laughs) (laughs) So right now there's no Harden. He he experienced a setback in his recovery for like a hamstring, um, a minor hamstring injury, I believe. So they are not taking any risks with him. Um, So now it's just Kyrie and... Um, Kevin Durant. So I feel like they're going to have all their pieces back. And what's funny is that they're like winning basketball games without another, you know, goat scorer on the rock, <laughs> on the court at the t- uh, at any given time, which is um, unsettling <laughs> to say the least. 
Um, it's like they're waiting for the playoffs for their final form. They're yeah, just going to be like Autobots assemble and yeah. we're just going to die on the spot. Yeah. Like why it's, even try? It's funny because um, they're like all vets. Like they don't need, um, you know, oh, chemistry, this chemistry, that, you know, they know they're, they, they are professionals. They know what to do when the lights are bright. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Each they, one of them, each respective one has really like has a huge playoff experience exactly. as being the number one guy. So that's, yep. that's massive. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're the only one who can't say that is like Kyrie and he's freaking Kyrie Irving, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm, exactly. um, that is, that is the, uh, quote unquote, um, you know, the, the, the quote unquote weakest out of the three, uh, that trio, which is Kyrie. like a testament to how loaded the nets are. But, um, yeah. And, uh, aside from that, Kawhi Leonard. So, um, a lot of these, uh, contenders are now, you know, lacing them up. They see that the playoffs are near, they're ready to compete. Um, and yeah, I think the next several days and the next, you know, several games of basketball, um, in the NBA is going to be insane, um, as teams are ramping up and kind of building that momentum into the postseason. So, um, it's going to be fun watching the postseason, um, you know, from Canada without a team, um, <laughs> that has a stake in it because, you know, we're used to being so highly, uh, invested in the postseason, so I can't wait to experience uh, uh, not giving a crap <laughs> about the outcome. Honestly, it's now I'm like, drama. Do, how do I like? What am I supposed to do with all that unwanted like stress and blood pressure that I'm gonna have left over that I can't use for the Raptors playoffs anymore? Um, I'm gonna have pray. to try our. No, you know what? Yes, we're going to have to try Brampton Mans or a Toronto Mans. That's the only way it's going to replicate our stress from Raptors playoffs. Oh but yeah, for first time in nearly a decade that we don't get to enjoy postseason yeah, for the Raptors. That, that postseason stress. Um, what was it? Like seven years in a row or something like that? I don't even know. Um, it's Since 20, 2013, we've been making playoffs. 2013, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, it's funny because... Um, for me, I'm like, I'm just praying for the ultimate chaos. And what's so good about this next <laughs> postseason is that there are so many contenders in the league. Um, and th- th- we are guaranteed to have like, what, half a dozen teams come out heartbroken, which is amazing. So <laughs> I-, exactly. I can't wait for that. No matter who wins is going to be someone who is very upset. And that's amazing. Only um, one team wins out of 30. Everyone else is going to be heartbroken. So no matter what, like at least this time we get to sit back at 10th worst and we get to enjoy everybody else. Yep. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The the Raptors, like I know they're looking like I'm looking at them right now playing Lakers and they look crazy tanned. I'm jealous. (laughs) I am like, I'm pale by my standards. Like I can see my veins like on my face and on my hands. It's horrible. Um, And they looked nice. They look nice and, uh, you know, baked right now, Uh, but they still need vacation (laughs) after this, after they get out of Tampa. Um, Let's go back to Toronto. Back. <laughs> yeah, lose we'll that tan. As soon as yeah, you lose that give it three oh, hours. <laughs> Toronto, somewhere in Toronto, though. Come on, I'm sure they miss it. I know Norm missed it. And Norm used to talk about how much he loved Toronto summers, and uh, he was big Toronto on summers uh, are amazing because, like, I feel like everyone has like uh, what nine months of winter they're trying to they're trying to like squeeze in all their summer fun in like a few months. In two months, you're about to live your 12 months. That's that's yep. what you do in Toronto and on all of Ontario. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been wild. Um, as a Raptors fan, it's 
it's bittersweet, like you said, just knowing that we're not going to have that team cheer for in, in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. at the same time, this is a fake season. Basketball mm-hmm. does not count. There's a <laughs> pandemic going on. The fact that you're even cheering for a basketball team right now shows like you guys are selfish. And I'm just glad that my team doesn't want me to worry about anything <laughs> in the postseason. So thank you, oh, Raptors. So caring. So caring, Raptors. Thank so you. kind of you. I really yep. appreciate it. They're like, you know what, up. you guys... Yeah, they're like, Next this is season. a fake season, you guys. Go worry about your vaccine. Don't worry about our our games. Worry about when your postal code is going to drop. You don't have time <laughs> to worry about our games. You have to worry about you the You guys vaccine. are going to be waiting for a playoff scheduling to drop. We're going to be waiting, waiting for a second dose scheduling to drop. <laughs> We're not the same. We're not the <laughs> same. We're not the same. We are not the same. Oh, what a team. What a team. I'll appreciate, though. Um. I guess like besides that, we don't really have much else to go over. Hopefully the Raptors um, do what they can tonight. Um, at this point, it has it's more to do with the Lakers scheduling than it does ours if we lose or win. So whatever <laughs> doesn't help the Lakers, I'm happy with well, that. That West Coast timing is disgusting from here. Dude, 10 p.m., man. Like what the hell? Oh, Sunday night. I can't. Ugh, I have laundry to do, man. anyways um we asked you guys for some questions um regarding anything (laughs) for us to for us to answer um it's been a has it been a while since we've done a q a it's been been a a, minute yeah it's been a minute um so you guys sent him some great questions and we shall get to them nor shoot All right. The first question I have is from Dens at Life by Dens. And he asked, what area should be focused on this offseason? Yeah. So I'm assuming they mean for development, right? Um, mm-hmm. or, or or acquisition? Or gaining. I'm, I was, I'm going to go with both. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. In terms Make of... Make the episode longer. Yeah. In terms of uh, skills, I think that they honestly just need to rest and like be at home (laughs) Um, and also maybe find some uh, chemistry like together. Those runs that they do um, in the offseason with the whole team are like amazing. They've been amazing for them. Um, I think that could be so helpful for the team. Um, Just doing those Rico Hines runs and whatnot, finding that chemistry, building that, you know, um, that next level uh, bond that they have in the uh, for the season because the way they operate, the way they operate um, in uh, the regular season is that they're just defensively they're on a string and that requires like crazy chemistry. So finding that again mm-hmm. would be really great for the Raptors. Um, also, uh, in terms of acquisitions, honestly, hmm, besides um, using their pick to get a um, lottery player, which is insane. Like we haven't had a uh, lottery talent. Well, who's the last lottery player for the Raptors that they've drafted? Was it, um, hmm, God. I couldn't even tell you. What number, sorry, I'm going to Google this because now I am curious. (laughs) Was it, I have a hunch. Let me search his name. Um, Let's see. I need some Jeopardy music. Um, I was going to say he's a uh, yeah, Jakob, Jakob Pertl. Yeah, I Googled him just to make sure. Yeah, what he was, was the ninth pick. Always the ninth pick. Um, not bad. Yeah, not bad because he was, you know, they ended up getting um, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard <laughs> by trading him because he was such a, you know, he's a, 
he's a great pop prospect and he's starting to round out as a center, as a yeah. two-way center. He's really great. Um, so He can't shoot uh, for his life, but he's, he's no pretty good big. <laughs> yeah, he can play defense and he can roll like it's nobody's business, which is, you know, what what, what can, more can you what ask you for? Need. But he's great. Um, and I'm just really excited to see uh, what they get because this lottery class is like, it's not loaded with superstars, but it's loaded with a lot of players with huge upside. And um, I feel like the Raptors have just... Um, uh, they've knocked their picks out of the park for the most part. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. And I'm excited to see how that player's kind of brought into the fold for the guys. Uh, and like, uh, besides that, maybe like one bench scorer, like, you know, a, a spark guy who can just, yeah. or like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Gary Trent Jr. can become that uh, maybe over the off season when he, you know, goes to those runs with the guys. But um, they just, that's all, I feel like that's all they need aside from that. And, you know, perhaps a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling generous, maybe just a little, you know, dabble a little, a little superstar for us. Yeah. Just a little please. bit, sprinkle a little superstar for us. Come on. <laughs> OG's great. Pascal's great. But, you know, one more guy. <laughs> <laughs> if we can make it happen, please. Yeah. I think for me, for off season, just as you said, it's about chemistry. I find, I find that, um, uh, especially with the bench um when the our bench mob was thriving they were thriving because we had them literally from the G League and they're the guys who had won the championship at the G League so right like they already had that chemistry going in um mm. and those bench mob days that we need now need to come from said chemistry and that chemistry can only only be developed when you have um when you're running reps together like guys I don't even think the guys are barely practicing together right now, right? They don't really have the time to practice right Honestly, now. Honestly, yeah. I feel like um practice. They pretty are... much just like get thrown on into the games and they're like, hey, figure your shit out now. Let's see how not, everything not goes. only that, but uh, I love that you brought up the G League because the G League is like such a major component of the Raptors like culture mm -hmm. and system. Like it's so major. The players like they gain so much from uh being able to uh play in that system. So having that stability of the Raptors 905 back in Mississauga uh, is going to be so major. It's going to be major for um, Jalen Harris, who I'm sure will play. Malachi. Yeah. Malachi is going Freddy. to thrive from maybe, I, I, you know, those days where um, he's probably, he may not get minutes or those days where he needs reps in between um, games. I can he, see Freddie might there be thrown well. there to gain some, um, some skills there mm -hmm. um as well as freddie like freddie um I, I swear i always mispronounce his last name and i'm scared to do it again <laughs> but um uh freddie with an i uh, <laughs> um he's he's awesome i'm such a huge fan and i cannot wait until he gets um reps with the 905 as well because right now they're just playing everybody out of necessity with how uh inconsistent the roster has been guys in and out um i know the franchise doesn't want to take risks from players they're resting everybody on and off um they know that their eye is on the prize which is next season and just getting back to canada um and you know og's out tonight uh against the lakers freddie's out against the lakers they're not taking risks with these injuries so uh with not even injuries they're just like um I know that for OG was like uh, written as calf recovery <laughs> for a guy who's like 23 years old. That's nuts. So um, we know it's just to um, wait till they get home. So um, yeah, the G League is so major um, for the um, getting things back to normal next season. So anyways, moving on to the next question. Okay. Um, Sarah Jagu asks, what are some things you'd like to see in the last few games of the season? 
And if not raps, who are each of you guys cheering for in the postseason? So, so what are some things you like to see in the past few games? Okay. Um, last few games, I think we pretty much covered it saying in the, in the past question too, um, just knowing that now the guys are kind of suffering from fatigue and um, soreness and, you know, just recovering from all those injuries that they've had. It's, it's kind of, I think these are good reps for our new youngins to kind of get in and get with the groove and um, get some minutes and get it. And just get experience in general about, you know, in the NBA, um, Malachi, Jalen, Freddie, um, even the new additions that we have on our team, like Ken Birch and everybody else. So just to get them, um, you know, get them gelling together before they really get to go off in the off season and uh, really practice and step up their game with their reference in the development program. So I think right now, like because they can't obviously have those games going for them in, in the in the summer when they're practicing, um, these reps for them when the other guys are out and they're healing themselves, these are huge. And this is, it would just be nice to see um, what their ceilings are, or what we mm-hmm. could potentially see for see from them coming next season. Um, and in terms of who I'm cheering for in the postseason, honestly, probably the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I, I really want them. Like I just, if Lowry can't make it, then I want Chris Paul to go as far as he can. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's a, that's a good choice. Um, hmm, as for who I'm cheering for in the postseason, um, I'm not, I'm not cheering for anybody. I mean, I think I'm just uh, cheering for like the most chaos. Um, so that we can officially write off this year. I just want like everyone who's meant to win to lose, everyone who's meant to lose to win. I just want like the I want to see some sweeps. Hello. Sorry, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just want the utmost, um, yeah, the utmost destruction um this postseason. <laughs> I think that's the only outcome that would make me happy. Um, yeah, so that we can officially write off this year. But yeah. Yeah, I feel you too. And I'm sure I feel like COVID's going to play a hand in that. There's no way it's not going to. Um, next question we have is from Tristan. And he asks, whose development has been the most impressive overall? OG, Brad Van Vliet, or Siakam? Yes. Hmm. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I want to say, I, I feel like the easy answer is Pascal, but I'm going to say Fred because of the fact that he was undrafted. Um, mm. He's like a he was a fringe all star, yeah. Um, which I think is like worth celebrating. Um, I think if you like were to put it on a chart, his growth was like more major than all of those guys because Pascal and OG are just you know at the end of the day they're six eight and six nine you know <laughs> yeah exactly so, um, or the other way around like so they're kind of exp- and they're like crazy athletic they're expected to be great or they're expected to have a skill just walking into the NBA but with Fred at six foot at um, he's not the most like uh, athletic guy he doesn't have crazy burst. Um, like a lot of uh, small guards tend to. So the fact that he's become, um, you know, such a knockdown shooter, um, he's improved his passing. He's a defensive nightmare. Like he's, he's. I think he'd he'd have the um, the most steep uh, growth out of those three guys. Who's your pick? I see that, and I think you're right. I think it is what makes it so hard. And I think kudos to our develop development program for that because, like, it really is hard to pick just because you've seen what they come from. Um, But I'm going to go with the obvious answer, um, Pascal. I think just because it's so, it's been so in your face, 
his, his uh, trajectory. Like one year, you know, he's playing for the G league. He's back and forth one year. He's on the bench one year. He's starting the next year. He's leading. Like it's just year after year. He's taking the next leap. And um, when he has like a 20 point game, <laughs> I mean, enough. <laughs> exactly. Like he goes up against Gobert and Gobert, like, okay, maybe Gobert had like, he had the same stat sheet. He just maybe took less shots than Pascal. And that's because like Pascal was the only one playing last night that we had, you know, we could really feed from and people are still coming for Pascal's neck, which I like, I, a part of me, like I get the, the frustration of a hundred percent. I get that. But I think that the other part of it too, is just like, like he's fucking, he's trying, <laughs> you know, he's obviously, he doesn't want to not have it go in. He's obviously trying. And, um, yeah, just now I can, I can go into it for a long time. So I'm not going to do that, yeah. but I think, um, <laughs> We can I make think, the yeah. whole episode about it if we had to, but <laughs> you know what? One day we might even have to, if you guys aren't careful, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think Pascal for me, I, just because of what he's gone through and then you can't like, go he, wrong with any of those guys. And then like with the way OG's exactly. playing, it's like, you could, I was just going to say he's, just, he's been nuts. Um, and it, that, that has been like the most, like, I always thought that, you know, we always say, OG, he has like that Kawhi um, potential. Uh, it's hard to deny his size, his defensive ability. He can shoot. He can, like, it's crazy. So to see him string together those 20-point performances over the last week, which is another thing that happened in the last week that we could have mentioned, <laughs> but um, he, those 20-point performances have been so impressive. So like, to see him like hone his awkwardness. <laughs> I know you don't need a superstar. You guys, we have OG. That's what, that's what Masai got him for. Um, anyway, next question is from Ben Gorniak and he asks, do you feel any sense that Kyle is leaving his off season? Sorry, say that I, one again. He he asks, do you feel any sense that Kyle is leaving his off season? Um, I say I'm like 50-50 on it. Um, mm -hmm. That if he does leave, I would totally understand because um, the team is kind of in a entering a different phase than where he is entering like in his career as like mm -hmm. um, he'd be um, going on to like age 36 uh, next season. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly like Kyle, he's not he's very, um, he's been so professional about it. Like, I can't really read him about the situation. I don't, like, he, it seems like he really loves being that uh, mentor for the young guys. Like, he seems to get, he seems to uh, be really fulfilled by it, um, which is really great to see. He seems to just thoroughly enjoy it. This season has been a, a disaster, but um, every night he just goes in, plays his best, tries to get guys playing their best, tries to get guys paid, as he said. Um Whereas on the other hand, I'm like, this guy is a championship caliber point guard. I want him to be winning championships, you know? So <laughs> um, uh, that's that's like where I'm iffy about it. Like it's a 50-50 thing. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out um, because I can see him making either decision to stay or to go. So uh, who knows, honestly, we can only wait and see. Um, and I'm not really, I feel like I'm fine with either outcome. I feel like this team... Um, with the way guys have emerged and everything, I'm not too shaky about it. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I know they're not going to be as good without Kyle, but, you know, all good things come to an end. Even, like, you know, players that you can't even envision the team functioning without, like, these players retire eventually. They leave eventually. So um, I'm kind of ready for the next step on one hand. But on the other hand, I just love um, the role that he's taken as a mentor with these guys. Yeah, I... 
I think you're so right. I don't, I don't think you can read Kyle. Even like this whole year, I thought like there's been so many think pieces, so many rumors, yeah. so many like just uh, opinions and all that kind of stuff. But like not one person had got it right. Not one person. And it's just, it's just, it's Kyle. It's Masai. It's between the two of them. I don't think anyone else can say anything. And when people say things like business to me though, like I think that's where I have a problem with it. Cause I feel like, yes, business makes sense to me. And yes, I've seen Masai be absolutely cold hearted and savage, but he has also claimed how important his relationship is with Kyle to him. And yeah. he has also claimed how like often, quite often that that relationship goes beyond basketball. Yeah. Um, and I think when that happens, when you have respect like that, especially when that respect has gotten you a championship out of it, um, I think that you, you, you do what's best for that person at that point. It's not about like, okay, like I'm going to be cutthroat again. It's about, okay, this is person has done so much for me. I'm going to respect what they require of me at that point. So yeah. whether that, whether Kyle leaves, I think um, would be respected by everyone in the organization and everyone yeah. will be and okay with it. And it should be it. by fans too, honestly. A thousand percent. Like he's given us everything. We don't, we don't have anything without him. We don't have our Raptors legacy. This we system, the North legacy this, without him. Um, exactly. The system, this, um, uh, culture for the Raptors was built by him. And even when he leaves, it's going to prevail like that. The whole um, work ethic that he's instilled, the, the whole, um, the whole, um, the, the Raptors have become known for uh, their player development. And I feel like Kyle was kind of the catalyst for that with his, because he didn't come into the Raptors. Um, this the way player. he is today, like yep. honestly, I, I I sometimes drop that like Fred right now at this age is better than Kyle was at that age. That's you know? exactly what it is, and People I think forget the, that <laughs> the coolest part of the development and of seeing Kyle is like you get to see the successors and you get to see the development in motion, right? So we literally get to see Kyle mentor Fred, and even when Kyle leaves, you don't feel like you're gonna be in worse off. Like obviously you're not going to be in Kyle's hands, but you're not going to be in like terrible hands because you're going to be with someone who Kyle has mentored. And then the per the next person we see after Freddie now is Malachi. Yeah. And then like, it's just, it's constantly that cycle of the same kind of player implementing the same kind of work ethic and um, just the values and the morals that the the franchise asks of you. And I think that's so big when it comes to the franchise. And that's that's exactly what Kyle is. Um, But on the other hand, when people also make the argument that like, well, I want to see him go to a contender and help a contender. I'm like, well, like we can be a contender too. <laughs> Why can't we bring <laughs> someone here? Like if we're sending Kyle somewhere, let's bring someone for Kyle. And what, what honestly blows my mind more than anything is if I'm a big in the NBA and I'm looking to get paid, I'm going to either look for Kyle or Chris Paul. Yeah. Like that's it. That's as easy as it is for me. Like, and if, and I don't understand how like bigs who are struggling, don't put that two and two together where it's like, okay, I understand that. Like I need to get my talent up, but it's also about the talent that's around you. And that's what brings you. And that's what like helps you get better. So if I'm a big and I want to get paid, I'm fucking finding Kyle Lowry. Like, mm-hmm. how are you not seeking a guy like that out and wanting you hear to that play cat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, if, if I'm like, I just, for me, it's always been like, well, you if you want to send Kyle to Philly because you want him to get a championship there, like bring and beat over here. If you want to send <laughs> Kyle to Miami because you want him to help Butler, bring Butler over here. Like, and it's, I don't Yeah, think- what makes that argument interesting is that the Raptors, 
do have the pieces to they get. have the like, assets they have the they contracts the money. they're set up to do what honestly whatever they want moving forward they can skew young and um have um fred and pascal take the reins um and bring a younger uh star out of the lottery for them or they can uh or like trade somebody to move up in the draft or they can um just you know uh, pivot and find themselves a, a superstar to pair with uh, Kyle and have um, Pascal and OG be and Fred be those kind of um, supporting cast around that player. So they they have options before them, um, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what path they take. So I'm 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 so excited about next season. Like there are so <laughs> many things besides the Raptors that I cannot wait to um, see and see pan out like beyond the Raptors. I, I can't wait to see how um, uh, teams, whether they can continue the role that a lot of them are on in the next season, uh, in a regular season with fans in the stands. Like, are we going to see the Suns continue to dominate? Are we going to see the Raptors bounce back as if nothing happened and play like they were in 2019, 2020, like all inspired and everything. Like I'm really excited about that. So um, anything to add, Noor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you covered it all. I cool. think, uh, I think like, and I think for us too, like we, we, the what wildest things for me last night watching the Utah game was the fact that like, you know, like we, we're obviously playing all games, away games. Every single game is not a home game. Even when we're playing at home, we're getting booed. Like that's just been how it's been the whole season. Right. And then last night they go to Utah and they're playing against the jazz and all I'm like, I'm seeing like Fred at the free throw line and you know, when they do the camera angle, so you can see him take the free throw from underneath the basket. So you can see the entire view of the, the arena, the whole goddamn place is like 50% at capacity. Yeah. Like, okay. Like that's not real. Like this is not a real season. <laughs> my team is getting booed at home and Utah oh is half full. This is not a real goddamn season. This doesn't work. It doesn't. Living at like, a motel. <laughs> they're living at a motel. They're playing at a goddamn ballroom. That's where they practice. They, they do ballerina twirls and they practice layups. Okay. Like that's, <laughs> that's what they have to do. They have to worry about how hard, how high the ball's going up. Like that's how that's, they have like the composure that you have to have in order to not make the ball hit the ceiling when it's that low. Like they, <laughs> it's like a chandelier right above. It's them. like a chandelier, literally. <laughs> like they're good at basketball now. <laughs> they can play anywhere. So it's like that part for me has just been crazy. And I think that when you put all those things into account, like it's so hard to be mad at the players. It's so hard to be mad at the franchise that like whoever you want to be mad at for this season, like you just can't do it because the odds were against us this whole time. Adam Silver, just, like there's, there's always yeah. someone to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh, don't even, I want to be employed, Yasmin. I can't All right, yes, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last question we have is from Sana and she asks, how about, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love me and why is it 10? She's, okay guys, <laughs> the reason why I asked this is because Sana's great. Um, she's also the best baker in town in yes. all GTA. In yes, all let's of plug Ontario. Bari's Bake Shop, B A R I S Bake Shop <laughs> on bake. Instagram. I ordered, <laughs> I pre ordered some um, uh, cupcakes for Eid from her, and I cannot wait. Like, I'm going to make it. That's basically my, my Eid. Like, I can't go to the oh. mosque. I can't, like, nothing's happening this uh, year. Like we can't have family over like we typically do. We can't have um. Uh, this is the like year of all or anything. So my tr- my Eid is gonna be driving <laughs> to pick up my cupcakes from her. I'm probably gonna take this my sister. This is the year. This is a year of like like deliveries, takeouts, and uh, pickups. Like this is this oh is yeah, all you can do this year. Oh so, yeah. 
I wish um, so I yes, could. So yes, we do enjoy her deliver. very much. On a scale of one to 10, it is probably a, a 12. <laughs> it's Two, like a, it's a, a whole dozen cupcakes. That's how much we enjoy Sana. <laughs> nice. That was well done, Yasmin. I was going to go with 20, <laughs> yes. but I see what you did there. Sponsored I like by that. Bari's Bake Shop. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, also check out coolantea.com from Yasmin. While you're enjoying <laughs> Bari's Bakery, check out some nice tea. That was a great segue, eh? Check yes, yes. Just, those are the plugs tonight. <laughs> those are the plugs. That's how you do Basketball it. Basketballnews.com. Right. by uh, Bari's Bake Shop and Kulan Tea. <laughs> Kulan um, Tea. Oh, it's Kulan Tea. Cakes and you can get your tea. Perfect. I just got Yasmin's tea delivered to me not, a, not like a couple of days ago. And I also got this uh, teapot. And honestly, it's just, it's been life-changing. I have this oat milk frother and I just brought my oat, oh oat my milk God, in there. Oh my God, I love that. It's I'm the best thing, yes. And I put your Shaw tea leaves in there and I let it marinate for a little bit. And then every oh, night- You are like, spoiling I yourself. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No one's going to do it for me. I have That's to do great. it for myself. It's great. You got to make hobbies in this uh, pandemic. There is literally nothing to do. So, you know- um, Absolutely. And hobbies that can help you financially even better. <laughs> Those are <laughs> so, <also> great. <laughs> all the power to you. Um, and the last question, actually, the, a fun one, I guess. We can end it off on an Eid note. Um, Sahal asks, rank your personal top three samosa fillings. I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> we can end on a decent note. We're not Wait, bad. can we agree to not have uh, tuna in the top three? Who the hell puts tuna on their samosas? Okay, good, because I have <laughs> come That's across disgusting. tuna samosas. <laughs> well, who's doing this, Yasmin? You got to out them. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not sure if it's like if people do this or if it's a Somali thing, because, you know, we're a coastal country. We love our oh, seafood. Okay. So I'm, I, I, I don't know if I'm like exposing people to something they don't want to hear about. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I've come across tuna I mean, samosas. I'm sure it's, it tastes great. I'm sure it does. Like, I'm sure oh, it does like, not. Really <laughs> oh, it You're does too not. polite. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, they're gross. Um, anyways, top three samosas. Um, uh, we should, we should uh, post a graphic on dishes and dimes, like those MBA graphics, rank your top three. Or like, oh. uh, what is it? Bench, uh, what is it? Start, bench, and cut. <laughs> samosa <laughs> toppings. Or With samosa like those fillings. Instagram pages. I'll spend the night making it. I don't care. I'll get Jerome's <laughs> expertise. I'll figure it out. Uh, I love you that. You want engagement? Um, I'll get engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, number one would be um, like, uh, hmm. I've been eating a lot of spicy tomato ones, uh, spicy potato ones. Ooh, like you should never go potatoes wrong with, with like some sort of like um like usually curried potatoes with like some peas those are my favorite um mm -hmm. and then like you know the classic ground beef um samosa and then like a third I don't know like what's the third thing I only eat potato and the ground beef ones really have you ever had chicken samosas I have but like Honestly, I have no memory of a chicken samosa. <laughs> like, I feel like um, the, the potato one like is the one I eat most. But like, I literally like it's it's Ramadan right now. So I have uh, samosas. It's disgusting. Like almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> like if time no, is like samosas. <laughs> It's, but that's the thing, bro. Like every night it's, it's the fattiest and most like fried oh stuff oh, that you fryer. can get. Yes. I like when we make them ourselves, we make them ourselves, like I'd say half the time. And then the other half, we pick them up from like, um, like a Those local Indian ones. shop or something. Oh, nice. Um, but like the, when we do make them, it's, um, air fried with like, you know, wonton wrappers or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, like they're healthier. They're not, uh, they're not like little pockets of oil. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, you should release the recipe. They're it's really Eat easy, and they, and they don't like like it's not like a, a soup dumpling of oil. <laughs> yeah, air fryer is the best, bro. Like air fryer is the best thing I ever invented. After it. internet, I gave it to the air fryer. So thank you, whoever. I gotta find your name. I'm gonna send them like thank you cards. All but of yeah, Twitter. What do you? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like literally, um, I'm pretty sure I someone's uh, Twitter name is like Air Fryer Stan account. Uh, <laughs> I um, get how about it. You? How about you? You go. I think for me, um, I, like I understand. I don't like the. I don't. Not, I won't say I don't like them. I do like them, like the frozen ones that you get at the grocery store and stuff. Just you know, you're not feeling any fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chicken ones that you make yourself and you can make it like kind of like pulled chicken. Those ones are the That's bomb. So interesting. I like I pulled chicken. I need a so you like get you you like uh do you like stew the chicken and then like um yeah. tear it up or yeah you stew, stew, stew the chicken tear it up you make it like like yeah like just pull chicken and then you wrap it with the um uh the, the pastry thing I can't even call it the right stuff and, yeah, and then like, you what just is fry it, it. it I don't even know the, what people use like I just I just I, like call I, it the pastry thing yeah I just grab yeah. like um like. I, it's not phyllo dough. Like I don't, I don't even know. But anyways, um, so your chicken is number one. Number chicken two, number one. Um, oh, potato and cheese. Potato and cheese is potato fantastic. And che- Girl, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what am I blowing I'm your like mind? Discovering <laughs> pulled chicken and potato and cheese. Okay. Yeah, so you can, now you I need to try these. with samosas. Girl, do it. Honestly, when you do it with the with the uh, potato and cheese, also add jalapenos. Oh, so good. Oh my God. Jalapenos, potato cheese. That's like a Southwest samosa. (laughs) But like, I know (laughs) it's it's a fusion samosa. Okay. (laughs) you want, And then you have it with like a side of chutney and it's, oh, it's so good. So is this Um, like a a family recipe thing where like, it's something your family enjoys or is it something that you found at a restaurant or something? With, I've been eating samosas like that for quite a while. Like whenever you go for iftaris and stuff or other people's places, like other Pakistani people, Uh I don't know, like they just maybe like, We've always had that. Oh, kind they get of, funky um, with it. <laughs> they, they just have different different um, ingredients all the time. So you find something okay. new everywhere yeah, yeah, you yeah. go. They got to spice so it have up, like, like make it exactly. Different. So you'll yeah. even find like ground beef, ground chicken, like different stuff, veggie stuff, like whatever mm. it is. Um, but no, those are probably yeah my top three. Yeah, chicken, um, potato, cheese, jalapenos, and then ground chicken. Ground chicken. Okay. Okay. You so can't you do like, beef, like poultry man. in your. Um, yeah, I like I like Almost light it. meats, like lean meats. Mm. I can't really do beef okay. so much, but yeah, like the classic Somali one is just uh, like a ground beef that's like kind of fried with a spice mix. Yeah, us too. Like that's a, that's Same a classic here. one. But I'm yeah, so um, there's your. <laughs> there's honestly, like you guys probably heard some interesting Ramadan recipes now. So um, <laughs> please try go. them and, and tag us. Tag us when you try them, please. We, we are, are now influencers. Yes. So what did you Half of us like dishes. dishes. Like, <laughs> and we want to see. <laughs> exactly. You, you should have known you're going to get 10 minutes of just food talk on here. Exactly. Exactly. But yes, please Anyways, tag us um, when you send you the pictures. Sorry? I was, like, I was like, tag us when you make those your samosas. Yes. And you try them yes. out. Tag we the Dishes Dimes Pod uh, Twitter account with your Ramadan and your iftar dinners and everything. We love seeing that shit. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we hope we touched on some topics of interest. Um, I know that the season's winding down. It is going to get interesting. We're going to continue doing our pods in the off season and covering the ongoings of the playoffs because, you know, that's what we do. We are an NBA pod, but we are based in Canada. 
this. So we're going to talk Raptors. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, have a great night and, you know, uh, Ramadan Kareem. <laughs> Take care, you guys. Oh, P.S. P.S. Go sign up for your postal codes right now. Um, Ontario has dropped like 116. Yes. Go on anti-vaxxers. No, anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers.com. <laughs> 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 I was going to say go on Vaccine Hunters Love Canada. That. Not the complete opposite, you guys. Go on Vaccine Hunters Canada on Twitter and find your postal code. Sign up. They're the best things out there. Better than our government. Um, And get shot up. Take care. Have a good one. Stay safe. Bye.